0: The
1: Future of Health Coaching, Opportunity, Action, Impact, brought to you by Teleosis Institute, Coaching and Narrative Healing.
0: Welcome to the Future of Health Coaching Summit. I'm co-host Joel Kreisberg, and I'm pleased to introduce Shiri Ben-Arzi, a master coach, specifically medical coaching is the topic that we're going to be talking about. Shiri is the co founder and co-CEO of MCI, Medical Coaching Institute, which is actually training throughout the world. And I'm really excited to learn about medical coaching and the distinguishing, it's distinguishing elements to it. So, Shiri, welcome.
1: Thank you. Nice to be here.
0: Uh, I'm excited to find out more about the, the, the nuances of medical coaching, but I want to find a little bit more about you. How did you get yourself? How did you become a coach and how did you develop what you're doing?
1: Well, um, 17 years ago, um, it was 1999. So yeah, 17 years ago, I was diagnosed with a life threatening, chronic, no cure whole festival of an illness. I was given the prophecy of having two years to live, mm. which goes to show you the doctors need to be busy with a business of doctoring and not the business of making prophecies. Yeah. Um, and, um, the first year was actually quite dramatic, mm. um, because I was bedridden, I couldn't bathe myself, I couldn't feed, my, feed myself, I couldn't move. Um, um, I, was, uh, I was connected to a Hickman catheter, which is a catheter line that was in my chest, connected to, to a pump uh, with a medicine that I, or, or treatment that had a lot of side effects. And, um, so that was my first year and mind you, that was a month after I got married. So it's kind of like, (laughs) a Like a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a long journey from there. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember I had a near death experience and I woke up fearless about dying. I Mm. still am fearless about dying. I am afraid of not living, um, in a fulfilled way, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but I'm not scared of dying. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been a long journey since then. Mm-hmm. What was what I was curious about wasn't why me, but why my heart and my lungs. There um. had to be an explanation, yeah. and it was very important for me to be a part of the medical team that was taking care of me. From my perspective, they were all working for me. Mm-hmm. The, the irony was it wasn't their perspective. So, you know, we had some clashes. Um, the second thing that I uh, held as a very strong perspective was that all the medical uh, books were written before I was diagnosed, therefore, they don't apply to me.
0: Interesting. Right. right. Ah. So,
1: um, I, I, am, I am the ultimate authority on my life and death. Mm hmm. I went through therapy, I went to counseling. Um, for me, the main issue was regaining control and rehabilitating myself and creating meaning. I came across coaching a few years ago mm-hmm. in 2006. I, studied, I started with ontological coaching, uh-huh. but at the time there wasn't a structure in Israel, so I continued with CTI, the co-active coaching, mm-hmm. got my ICF accreditation, And I immediately felt that this was, this was the right thing. So I started coaching people with illnesses Ah. Mm -hmm. and then it hit me. Um, I wasn't ready. I was missing a few things. Mm -hmm. First of all, I came with a lot of passion and with my story, my story was relevant for me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't relevant for anyone else. Uh I needed strong, coherent methodology that I could lean into. Mm -hmm. Um, there were some ethical issues I wasn't aware of. Um, so I put a pause on that. I went back to life coaching and I continued to study. Mm-hmm. And throughout time, a methodology simply came together. And in mm-hmm. 2010, after working with hospitals and, and um, patient advocacy associations and charities in Israel, I was approached by colleagues asking me to teach them that thing that I do.
0: What you do, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So um, I uh, met my partner, Evelyn. <laughs> um, and she co-founded with me uh, MCI, and we're partners in business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now we're um, teaching internationally.
0: Right, and it's important, so that's what we're here to learn. So thank you for the story, and it's I hear pieces, because I know a little bit about your methodology, I hear pieces of how that's going to come in, like mm-hmm. working in a team, right? So medical coaching, it's working with illness, loss, specifically, yeah. and also in context of medical context, I think, right? So tell us a bit about medical coaching.
1: So we're talking about acute, med- we're talking about a medical crisis. It can be acute, like a car injury, a terrorist attack, you know, I come from that region in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about a chronic medical crisis, which can be any illness. Uh, it can be something along the lines of diabetes, but also ALS, and HIV and cancer and you name it. Mm-hmm. And basically it's anything that a client feels is a crisis that has to do with the body. Mm. It can be acne.
2: Mm.
1: It doesn't have to be cancer. Right. So it's about the, the client's subjective experience. Mm-hmm. And we work in a medical context. So our clients have doctors and nurses. They already have an ongoing relationship with the medical industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that our place here is a bit different. We come right. second after the medical team. And mm-hmm. we're never part of the medical team.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, but you're not taking the place of the physician you, or you're working along with. No.
1: The, the, nope. the, in medical coaching, we don't take the place of a physician. No, of course, right. The relationship between our clients and their medical caretakers is absolutely sacred.
0: Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's kind of like your first love in mm. a way. It can end up, you can end up not marrying that person. But if it ends up badly, you remain heartbroken for a long time. And it's very difficult to regain trust. Mm -hmm. So we never interfere in that relationship. Mm -hmm. The idea is that that relationship is very, very different from the coaching relationship. Because Mm it has an agenda. It has a hierarchy. It has a professional and someone that is being treated. In coaching, we hold our clients naturally creative, resourceful and whole. Mm -hmm. which means we can't be a part of the medical team, but we're kind of the surroundings. So um, we come to support.
0: We come to support. Okay. That makes sense. And so then tell me about your relationship with the client. How are you working with the client?
1: Well, um, I meet the client usually once a week. Mm -hmm. It can be face to face. It can be on Skype. It can be on the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, I do don't ask. I don't take intake. I don't do intakes. And I don't ask for the medical information because I cannot protect it the same way that the doctor can. The doctor can offer privilege. I can only offer confidentiality. Uh-huh. So yeah. what I work with is a subjective experience of my client.
2: Interesting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 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 Which
0: I, to some extent is a big move different from what the medical industry mm-hmm. is working with, the objective parts of the client. You really want their experience is the language
1: yeah. of it. I don't, I, I don't need an evidence-based methodology. That's, uh-huh. okay. that's why medicine is there and medicine is great and it's right. getting better. And there are amazing doctors and nurses. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be a doctor or a nurse. Mm-hmm. I need to be the best medical coach I can be. Mm-hmm. Because what I do in medical coaching is create emotional and mental resilience. And that will support the mm-hmm. physical resilience of mm-hmm. getting the best out of the medical treatment.
0: Mm -hmm. And the word that I heard you say that I think is important is meaning. So obviously you're looking for the clients, what's meaningful for them in some way.
1: It's the story. It's the meaning of the illness. So for some client, the illness would be a wake-up call. For Mm -hmm. some client, the illness or the medical crisis would be an experience of betrayal of the body. Mm -hmm. For some clients, it will be a trauma. For some clients, it will be an experience of loss. Mm -hmm. I work, I meet the client where the client is. with whatever narrative they come with Mm
0: -hmm. and so i imagine just simply having someone who's really listening and interested in their story is healing all by itself just that uh, that opening move yes be very transformative
1: it is and the fact that that person will hold a safe space no matter what you say or do Ah, so you can burst out in tears you can be in pain you can feel absolute despair And you can bring the most horrible prognosis and diagnosis that you've heard and the the coach will still hold the safe space Mm -hmm. and say, okay, client, so what do you want?
0: Right. What does, okay, so holding the space and I'm listening and I'm validating whatever their experience is. And Mm -hmm. then the next question is, what do you want? So you're now actually sort of inquiring into their hopes, their joys, their, what they're, where they, what's happening?
1: Yeah. Hmm? So we set goals. Mm -hmm. We ask them, what do you want? But here's the thing. In medical coaching, the vision is never about health. Uh, It has to be something bigger for the sake of what do you want to be healthy? mm
2: -hmm.
1: When you are healthy, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to say a word about what health means in the context of medical coaching. But when that happens, when you achieve your goal, how is the world going to be a better place? Because Um, you have a gift to give to the world. And uh that is the vision.
0: Nice. That's great. So you're, ta- you're in a way it's tapping into purpose, or that's a word that we use. The, what's that? What are you here for?
1: Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I imagine it, also brings motivation.
1: It does, mm-hmm. and it creates a it creates a wider context because in the process of a chronic illness, there are ups and downs, mm-hmm. and if the only the goal is getting better, okay, feeling better, feeling without pain, um, performing better. That might, that might happen, that might not happen. But if I have a wider context with has, that has to do with my values, mm. that will create motivation.
2: Of
0: course. It, and it certainly gives the motivation for healing or for, for having, uh, you know, what's my experience change, right? It's yeah. very motivational. Wow. So that's good. So that's a key, you know, way that you, 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 you open the, the, the patient. It's not really a patient, it's a client.
1: It's a client for us. It's a it's client. client.
0: Definitely a yes. client. <laughs> the client <laughs> is, you know, on the one hand is being validated for the experience they're having. And on the other hand, they're being challenged or offered an inquiry into what they might find behind mm-hmm. the pot of gold behind this, this uh, challenge that they're facing.
1: And in order to do that, the first thing we need to offer is a different perspective about health and healing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So health cannot be the opposite of illness. We mm-hmm. need to separate health from the pathology completely different mm-hmm. so In medical whole coaching. Health is a state of mind. It's a state of mind of being whole. Mm-hmm. So it's about me looking in the mirror and being able to see myself as a mini system. So I am a mother and I'm a coach and I'm this and this and this, and I have an illness. Mm-hmm. But I also have a nose. I'm not my nose. Right, right, I'm right. not my
2: right.
1: so The process of healing is the process of becoming whole. Mm-hmm. So there's healing and there's curing. We don't go into the curing. That's the business of the medical team. Mm-hmm. But we facilitate a process of healing.
0: Right. And healing then, what you're saying is that the seeing the illness is just a part of me and I am many things. Yes. So whole exactly. is in a way integrating that in a way that certainly shifts the meaning of the illness and it opens up the meaning for all the potential for all sorts of pieces to occur. Yep.
2: Yeah,
0: that's yeah. nice. You must hear great stories along the way. Uh, I would imagine you get very wonderful, juicy moments with your clients because it's yeah, so I do particular terrain. <laughs> so fun. so you, so can you say a little bit more about the you know the distinguishing illness from healing and health? I mean, how it, let's just 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 break that down a little bit or. Is there more to say about what's different about the healing path versus the illness path?
1: Well, I think um, the healing path is about acknowledging that there is an illness. Mm. It's about looking at the illness as a behavior and understanding that I'm not my behavior.
2: Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: From that perspective, um, we are very aligned with the NLP approach that separates between a behavior and a positive intent and says, well, beneath every behavior, there's something good we want for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So being very curious about that
2: mm-hmm.
1: and opening up possibilities and perspectives for the sake of um, of empowerment and choice. And this is at the core of it.
0: Nice, right. So it really is. So, so you're, you're holding up a mirror saying, look at what's possible. Exactly. Being a good listener and also paying attention. And so uh, the client feels held to do this exploration.
1: And it's a safe space to do whatever, to -hmm. explore any kind of perspective about the illness. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a safe space to talk about death, to talk Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. pain, to talk about loss. Um, It's a safe space to kind of play with the narrative Mm -hmm. and say, well, how would I like to tell this story? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's a safe space to um, reframe the concept of failure. Because mm-hmm. in medicine, or in, in the context of um, the medical crisis, every time you don't go forward, it's as if you're failing. Yes. If you're not doing well, you're failing. So we, we kind of have to um, right. shake that, that connection and reframe right. failure.
0: hmm It's interesting. Yeah, that, that is one of the challenges, particularly when you have chronic disease or life-threatening disease. It, if I don't succeed, it often feels like I'm failing. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that, so you're also reshaping that narrative to see that that's part of the story. This is a story. It's a journey and not every yeah. turn is going to bring a, a blessing. Or maybe we don't know what the blessing of each journey, turn is
2: mm-hmm.
0: in some way. It's interesting. So, so you're, you know, you describe it as medical, meaning are you, it's also, I, I, we've talked a little bit before you're, it's, you're putting this in or related to medical environments, in yes. a lot of ways. So tell me a little bit about that, how, the, how that's you know evolved, the medical <clears throat> you're working on. Well, the,
1: the idea was that, as a society, we're very focused about well-being and prevention. But once there is a diagnosis, and sometimes a prognosis, um, other than therapy um, and counseling sometimes, um, there's nothing there in terms of the coaching interaction. Mm-hmm. So, in medical coaching, we work in an environment where um, the medical system is a part of our client's life. Mm-hmm. There is some kind of therapy going on, there are relationship with medical caretakers. Um, there is a diagnosis. sometimes there is a prognosis, sometimes there isn't. So we that is part of the narrative, and that generates stress, that creates a lot of emotions that generates a lot of the drama mm-hmm. and it also causes causes an instability because any change in that arena will affect the coaching process. Our client will come to us with that mm-hmm. wanting mm-hmm. or, or asking or needing to make mm-hmm. sense, to deal with, to reframe. Mm-hmm. So we need to learn to dance with it. We dance with our client, yeah, yeah. And still, um, Hold their agenda. So remember that we have uh, we have a path, and kind of bring everything to that. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. So therefore, you so the coach becomes very comfortable with the medical context, which is very different. Health and wellness coaching doesn't really kind of address that. You know, the client has a whole healthcare path that they're in have a medical system so so does that come into the training I mean how does the how does the medical coach get comfortable in these medical environments
1: they mostly need to first of all clear out their own issues Mm -hmm. with the medical system and medical Mm -hmm. issues Mm -hmm. because the medical coach needs to be able to see the client beyond the narrative of the illness be completely Mm -hmm. unattached to -hmm. the symptoms to the medical information and see the client. We're not coaching an illness. We're coaching a human being that is very affected by an illness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't need my coaches to know anything about medicine. They don't need to study anatomy or pathology or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I do expect that they generally know what an illness is. So if someone comes and they have COPD, open the Google and just make sure that you know it's in the lungs and not in the elbows. Okay? <laughs> Common sense. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. you work with a client's experience and that's all you need
0: right 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 but you what you said was important you have to be comfortable with your own relationship with health care mm-hmm. different than health health care and what your own attitudes are about that so there must be some kind of you know inquiry in the training because you are also mm-hmm. the, main, the main trainer or the, you know you're, you're of the, so you're teaching lots of people so there's uh, do you do work with them kind of exploring their, I mean, do they explore their illness that they've gone they through or their story? explore
1: their illness, their belief system, their values. There's a lot of, mm-hmm. during the course, they have to practice everything on themselves, on real issue.
2: Right.
1: Not just coach, but be coached. And there's a lot of reflective work that mm-hmm. they need to do mm-hmm. in order to be aware and clear out issues. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so with,
0: the, the, yeah. with the idea that that I, I, my agenda about my relationship with my healing and health isn't getting in the way of the clients.
1: Exactly.
0: Because, I mean, the fact is, the, I, I imagine, I assume you teach all shapes and sizes, and so some people come in and they have chronic conditions. They do. And that shouldn't stop you from being a, a powerful medical coach. right? And you
1: don't that in order to be a medical coach you don't need to have a history of some kind of a medical challenge or crisis
0: of course you could yeah so we it's open to it you don't need that and you're going to get both you're going to get some who are and some who are not do you find in terms of who's attracted to to your school that there is a are there more people who are gone through healing crisis or is it not you can't make that
1: well it really depends on the culture sometimes and there are times where i find that uh, most of the students drawn to a certain course come with a background like that. I can tell you though, that usually the, the type of students that come to me already, first of all, they're all coaches already. This is an advanced training. I don't teach basic mm-hmm. coaching skills. There are fabulous schools. They don't need another one. The world mm-hmm. is full of fabulous coaching schools, mm-hmm. but I do find that most coaches that are drawn to medical coaches are already practicing uh, um, a discipline of a more, Process-oriented methodology than a goal-oriented methodology. Yeah, yeah. So I don't get as many executive coaches. I sure. get more life
0: coaches. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Do you get coaches who are interested just in their own growth, or they're trying Both. to learn this as a skill? Both. 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 I imagine that's interesting. And so let's talk a little bit about the program in the school because you're—I would say you're everywhere—but you're in a lot of different countries.
1: Like an epidemic.
0: Yeah, well, that's a, that's a good <laughs> that's can,
2: a metaphor in this
0: context. <laughs> so, so somehow that vision came up that you wanted to take this out into the world, right? Yeah. You know, it became important. So, tell me a little bit about the, you know, why how that happened and, and, and where you are, where this is going with this, because it's, it's 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 in a lot of places.
1: It's it, it's in a lot of places. Uh, mm-hmm around the world so we do in-house classes and this year we're going to be uh in Ireland and we're in South America and we're going to be in the US in September mm-hmm. and there's also an online training which is part of us walking our talk mm-hmm. and making this training available for coaches that are dealing with illnesses or are e- dealing with financial issues and don't have the resources to travel whether mm-hmm. they are young parents mm-hmm. or whatever it doesn't matter mm-hmm. so we have these two programs uh mm-hmm. the the online courses constantly uh going on and mm-hmm. we're traveling mm-hmm. one of the biggest learnings we had and we had that quite early was that we want to nurture uh, um, a professional community of medical coaches in every area around the world because Medicine and medical crisis and illness um, have a strong cultural aspect, Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: so there needs to be a cultural translation. Right. And for that, we we want to teach locally and in everywhere possible. Right.
0: And so, but are you starting to notice then patterns or things that are coming up from different locations? I mean, obviously it's too broad, but what just some share some what is some observations that are coming up
2: from
1: different locations? Wow. It um. Well, there's a way of talking about illness, and there's a way of addressing emotions, and, mm. and you see that in different areas in the world. Mm. Um, the way people talk about illnesses, mm. the metaphors usually used, mm. um, the resources, the, 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 re, um, the allies that we have within the medical system changes mm. from area to area. Mm. In South America, for instance, our biggest allies are actually doctors. We have so many doctors on the course.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, in the UK, we had a lot of counselors and a lot of coaches, hardly any doctors mm-hmm. on the course.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in Israel, we see a lot of um, uh, people coming from mental health uh, mm-hmm. professionals coming to the course. So mm-hmm. it, it changes. Um, mm-hmm. The difficulty, the challenges throughout the course are different from culture to culture.
2: Right,
1: um, right. So it's, it's very interesting.
0: Do you see, I mean, I know Israel's a national health system, right? So is, are, are coaches part of the national health system? Or are they, is, are they how, what's the relationship between the fee structure? And, you know, just thought of that.
1: Well, we're not part, in Israel, medical coaches are not part of the national health care system because they pay peanuts, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole issue of bureaucracy. But um, they are in charities. Mm-hmm. in patient organizations, you find mm-hmm. them in a few hospitals and you find them in insurance companies.
0: Interesting. interesting. Yeah. So insurance, so, cause there is, so there it's a national health system, but there's still private insurance and there's still private yeah. fee for service medicine. So it is a dual system. And, and so, yeah, you're interesting. So insurance companies, so are you seeing insurance companies being interested?
1: Yeah. Thank they you. really recognize the ROI of medical coaching. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's, I'm going to use maybe a bit of a provocative word. It's it's a sexy way to sell an insurance rider saying mm-hmm. that you offer, that this is going to include medical coaching. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they really see the added value. I mean, today we can quantify that in mm-hmm. terms of hospitalization days, in terms of um, day uh, sickness, uh, leave, you um, the days that people are absent from work, in terms of the intake of antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. We can measure that today. Nice. Good for you. And um, and we can see how um, the corporate world also embraces us. So there are actually pharmaceutical companies today that have medical coaches in staff to support um, employees that are either dealing with a medical crisis within the family of a child, of an aging parent or something like that, or a spouse, mm-hmm. or they themselves are um, coming back from sick leave or dealing with a chronic illness, which is right. fascinating.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, it's interesting, well, this is a good point to just to be really clear, because that and then it starts to sound like, well, you know, corporates in America have wellness coaches quite a bit, and yours is different. I mean, you gave it, but let's just be clear. How do I distinguish a medical coach from a health and
1: wellness coach? Well there are a few there are a few distinctions mm-hmm. first of all um when you look at health coaching it's kind of a general name for various disciplines mm-hmm. some of them are pure coaching and some of them integrate counseling and other kinds of methodologies like nutritional coaching
2: mm-hmm.
1: or um other kinds of coachings that have an agenda of a healthy lifestyle, of sports, stuff like that. So when Mm -hmm. you talk about health coaching, it's different to know what was the methodology used. If you Mm -hmm. look into into articles um, about health coaching, it's different Mm -hmm. to to know what did they actually do. Medical coaching has a clear methodology. It is is what it is. Mm -hmm. When you talk about medical coaching, there is one standard methodology. Mm -hmm. There are... um, Additional differences. First of all, um, the, the, the first difference has to do with the focus.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In medical coaching, we don't focus on prevention. Okay. Mm-hmm. We meet the client further down the line when they already are in full interaction with the medical system, whether they are in the process of receiving a diagnosis or they have been diagnosed. Mm-hmm. So we don't address prevention. Um, we do address a healthy lifestyle, but then you know it's under the restrictions of the illness, of course, and, of course,
2: right.
1: Right. which means that we cannot be the primary caretaker. There is a medical team and we always come second to the doctors and the nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't interfere at all with the therapy. So we will not recommend a uh, certain kind of nutrition or supplements or stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Never. Right.
1: The other difference, and now this one's an important one is the way we address the, um, Medication.
2: Mm.
1: Usually, in health coaching, the approach is to increase compliance. In medical coaching, mm-hmm. it's about increasing adherence. Mm. And that's a completely different approach.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's break that up. I mean, I, 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 those words bring something up to mind for me. But compliance is... You,
1: about yeah. How can you better comply Take your medication,
0: yeah, do one, two, three, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. And then adherence is a subtle difference, but how would you tell it describe adherence?
1: How can this medical strategy be a part of your life and contribute to your fulfillment? Mm,
0: nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And so that and that also describes it in a coaching. You know, it, it, as a it makes sense as a coaching, and that's not something that health coaches are trained to or are thinking about in a lot of ways. And the other distinction you just gave was, you know, it's not uncommon, at least in the United States, for health coaches to do nutritional coaching. So they really are. And you're saying that that you, you you're you're leaving all that that the therapeutic, the technical therapeutic pieces is, is to the to, to the professionals,
2: health, yeah. yeah, to the health professionals, yeah.
0: yeah that's the that's my generalized term the health professional <laughs> even though a medical coach is a health professional as well it's just not a it's a slightly different variation that's interesting so that's a, that's a useful distinction and so there's uh, you know i hear that you have very clear sort of a clear you know you're it, it, it's clear where you start and where you end and health coaching and wellness coaching is really broad
2: Yes. Right. It's yes. very
0: open, and, you're, and you're trying to delineate that. I'm sure you have health coaches who are, who are interested in training with you, though, in some
1: way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a lot of people with a background of, of health coaching coming to study medical coaching.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we have um, a separate code of ethics mm-hmm. that has a dialogue with, with other um, codes of ethics, the ICF code of ethics. Um, and we don't work with children mm. at all. Mm-hmm and we don't work with people uh, that have a diagnosis of clinical depression and or mental illness. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense, that's good. That's clear boundaries there, that makes sense. So, but you do work with pain. Yes. I imagine comes up quite a bit, which a lot of, most health and wellness coaches and a lot of coaches are not doing this, so tell me a little bit about, you know, how pain enters into a coaching. You know, how does it get worked with in some way when you're working with someone?
1: Well, the idea is that pain is there for a reason. It's not nice, but it's, um, you know how when you have little children, you take your child to the supermarket and they want some candy and then you say no. So they throw a tantrum, they start screaming. Now, if you ignore them, they will usually scream louder. And this is pain. Mm -hmm. Once you address it and you say, okay, so what do you want? No, you're not getting it and I'll get up and we're going to go home. They stop screaming. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Working with pain is similar. First of all, you acknowledge it's there and then you listen to it. Mm -hmm. What we find that in the context of chronic pain, you have to differentiate acute pain and chronic pain. So -hmm. if you broke your arm or you're healing for an open heart surgery it's, it's acute pain. Course, but yeah. a chronic pain is usually a pain that is there for more than six to eight weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what we do, we work on the emotional aspects of mm-hmm. that pain. So mm-hmm. when we clear out stress triggers, when we clear out emotional pain that might have been connected to that, um, when we create resilience about that, when we... Um, create a change in the beliefs around pain. Mm -hmm. What we find is there is a dramatic change in the quality of Mm -hmm. the pain. It doesn't always go away, but there is change. Mm -hmm. And um, the client learns and creates ways to work with the pain and manage the pain. Again, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that they don't take painkillers. No. But they take it in a different way.
0: Right. Well, no, I appreciate that it goes back to adherence. And so it's like I, I, understand, I understand the pain differently when I'm working with you. And therefore, I'm able to feel more that it's part of me. You don't learn to love your pain necessarily, even though sometimes I like that idea. But I understand it differently. And therefore, it changes.
1: Yeah. You learn that pain is a language. Mm -hmm. And when I I work with people with fibromyalgia, for instance, or other Mm -hmm. issues of chronic pain, one of the things that they learn and they're always surprised is that there isn't one type of pain. Mm -hmm. They create a whole, you know how Eskimos have this whole terminology for snow. It's about teaching you to recognize different kinds of pain. And Mm -hmm. then you become the expert of your pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's the first step towards empowerment.
0: Well, yeah. Well, that's interesting because that's what goes back to you say it's become it's a subjective experience of pain. So it's, it's mine. It's or yours. And so, how do I understand it as me? It's an interesting. I I have I have gone through a very similar path myself of understanding it because in a way it's a it's a it's it's something calling out for you to attend to, yeah. right? So by and then when I do pay attention to it. Then it starts to change immediately. It's amazing how quickly pain starts to change when you start to sort of tune in to it. Having a coach help me do that is a key because it's kind of hard to do by myself, particularly because the medical system doesn't is not attending that way. Mm-hmm. Right, so and
1: you're. You know,
2: of, yeah, go ahead.
1: Sometimes all you have to do, really, is you know, turn to the pain and say thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. And you know just. <laughs> even if you have no idea what it's saying but yeah. just acknowledge that it does exist
0: yeah I just said yeah I would I say the exact same words. so yeah <laughs> maybe laugh uh, yeah thank you for sharing and uh you know it's uh it's so uh, you know it, so there's also I mean there's emotional pain too I mean you you've clearly said that you're not necessarily working with with uh, you know, with depression and really strong mental illness, but that doesn't mean people don't have emotional pain in various in their life in some ways. Yeah. So Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, our clients come with very intense emotions. So you know, one of the differences, for instance, between um, medical coaching and and let's say life coaching or executive coaching is that our clients they didn't choose the journey; the journey chose them. So they would rather not have to come to see us and the whole spiel. And you know. It's, it takes a while to reframe a goal, but many times our clients come and they're not mentally and emotionally available to be coached. We actually need to help them um, stabilize the intensity of the emotions. So, in medical coaching, we don't differentiate positive emotions from negative emotions. Mm-hmm. There are no such thing. An intense emotion is usually a normal reaction to an abnormal situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm want to do is we want to balance it so Mm. it's about returning to anger from a place of rage Mm. returning to fear from a place of anxiety Mm. returning to sadness from a place of despair Mm. why because there's learning in in sadness there's learning in anger there's Mm. learning um, in fear Mm. but when they're out of balance there is no learning so, it's also about learning to be with it and say to yourself, okay, you know, this too shall pass and just mm-hmm. observe it and be with it. And it's, and it's okay.
2: Mm-hmm. I, and, I think, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because there's a way in which, I mean, I can really imagine this is important to have the coach be able to create that back to what you said at the beginning, that sacred container where I'm, I'm here to, to make sure it's okay for you just to be you, right? And so, yeah, be, there's no judgment around the feelings, but I'm allowing the, the, the client to experience themselves in a new way that can allow them to see that there's some value in their experience they're having, which in this case, is it, it seems like a negative experience, but that's that's subjective as well.
1: It's it might be unpleasant, but it's not negative.
0: Exactly, it moves from being negative to unpleasant. Well, maybe it was mm-hmm. it was there for a reason. What's it saying? Yeah. Right? One of my teachers always said, as a, a Buddhist teacher, is like when the phone rings, pick up the phone and you know answer the phone. What's it saying? Right. Versus just letting it ring and ring and ring and wanting to, exactly to put it on mute. <laughs> anyway, that's his analysis. So I imagine that 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 the, the medical coach is a good listener. Yes. And that it, part of the training is 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 listening and working with listening and cre- and making it safe to be with uh, strong feelings and pain and things like that. And a
1: lot of trauma,
0: mm.
2: because
1: the emotions come with a lot of drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's also the ability to identify when drama is drama and when drama becomes trauma. Mm. It's not the same thing. Mm. Mm.
0: That's. I mean I could, yeah just, uh, unpacking that probably takes a while
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: and, and I'm sure so you, I'm just it's nice to just sort of to, to, to sort of slowly allow you to sort of un. it's like peeling an onion these are different layers that I imagine the training you have to you know they're gonna come at some point so you have to make room for it right because it's a it's a, it's a process of, of working together and if you put a group of adults in a room you're gonna find all these different features. Right. And so clearly, so you, you love to teach, I think, as well.
1: That's one of our biggest passions, after coaching. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and, and so teaching is a slightly different thing than coaching. I mean, you use coaching in your teaching. But tell me a little bit about how you approach uh, t- training the coaches.
1: Well, for me, I love working with um, students that are already professional coaches because mm-hmm. I don't have to teach the basics. So then I can just really teach what I love. Mm-hmm. Um I come well I've been told that I'm a tough coach I'm a tough teacher mm-hmm. compassionate but tough mm-hmm. so on the one hand there is an invitation for a process of personal growth you know mm-hmm. speaking of emotions my students need to learn to be with their own emotions because before they can be with someone else's emotions that's not easy mm-hmm. and my perspective is that I am nurturing future colleagues, mm. and I have to love them to bits, and I do.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: kind of loving and tough because this is this is a tough niche. Mm-hmm.
2: It's a tough mm-hmm. niche. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, that's interesting. So, they, they, you're 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 creating strong bonds, but you're also preparing people to be able to really be with patients with serious conditions. Right, yeah. and that's once again we're back to distinguishing this from health and wellness coaching. I mean, you know, and I think this is you know the this larger conversation that this this the, at the summit is having is is showing a spectrum of where coaches can fit into the healthcare system, and this is a really important niche because there's, there's it's not going to go away anytime soon. There are going to be uh, clients and ourselves who are all need to work with uh, illness and loss and trauma. right? And the coach needs to be able to go there. And it's different than the prevention. And we need that, too. I don't hear any no,
1: exclusion.
2: You know, you're not, yeah, it's totally. I think positive. we
1: complement one, uh, each other. I mean, right. Right. I, I don't think one replaces the other. On the contrary.
0: Right, and and, and there, another thing that I think you mentioned when we talked before is this idea of the team. I mean, how does the coach relate to the, the you know, as see as themselves as a part of the team or respect the team? You know, the medical. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, the idea is that um, the coach, the medical coach, is is a part of the team, but the, the medical team, but not directly, because there are differences. The medical team comes with an agenda, an agenda of curing, which is great, it's so important. Mm-hmm. But this means that even if they have differences of opinion with their patient, which is not their client, they're taking care of the patient. Therefore, they cannot hold the, their patient naturally creative, resourceful and whole because they need to fix the patient, they need to cure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, So it's a completely different dialogue. And this is why when I work in hospitals, I never join, um, uh, doctors rounds for instance, Mm -hmm, I will come later. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I do have a lot of referrals from doctors because Mm -hmm. doctors really, really get what we're doing and they understand that in the context of a chronic medical crisis, the issue of chronic stress becomes so relevant. So once you reduce the levels of stress, that will impact the way that illness behaves in the body and it will free resources that were lost due to the stress. It will now free them to be kind of um, re- redirected towards the healing process, the physical healing process.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The other thing is that one thing that medical teams are understanding, which is great, and this shift from um, um, treatment-centered treatment centered medicine to patient centered medicine,
2: Mm.
1: they realize the importance of communicational skills. Right.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So we have a lot of approach, we work with a lot of uh, medical teams and hospitals and clinics Mm
2: -hmm.
0: to
1: teach them coach like Communicational
0: skills. Ah, okay. So you're actually, you're, you're, you, so then you're training medical professionals, not necessarily to become medical coaches, but mm-hmm. to use some of the skills mm-hmm. that you're very successful which, you know, as you said, based on your training, emerges out of the coaching profession.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, it's a, and you, you have your own, you know, kind of, you, you've turned them into your versions of them, but they're, 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 they're origins in the way we've learned how to coach. Right. And I think medicine needs that a lot. So yeah, I, it sounds like, is that a whole expanding field for you as well? Like training? Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah.
1: It is an expanding fields, mm-hmm. a field. Um, there are a few, um, a few areas where I usually focus on this. These are the requests. One is communicational skills
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, from, um, you know, learning the difference between empathy and sympathy and mm-hmm. uh, listing from place of empathy, Mm-hmm. Um, and how to design, uh, structure a message.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How to to work with um, an emotionally unavailable patient. So this is all underneath um, uh, communicational skills, and the idea is to create a patient-doctor alliance
2: mm-hmm. through communication. Mm-hmm. So that
1: is one topic. The other topic has to do with self-care.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's unbelievable how this area is neglected, right. how a medical professionals get so stressed, so there such risk for burnout. Mm-hmm. So focus on that as well. Um, and the third thing is actually something that is in demand, and it's about the difference between being a medical technician and a healer. There mm-hmm. is a genuine desire, that desire to become a healer again.
0: Mm, I like that language. That's, that's, a, that's a good language. So it sounds like, so then so that you end up working in groups, so that's a kind of a workshop-type training?
1: Usually workshops.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Because it's important that, that they're able to continue to practice this w- with one another, that mm-hmm. this becomes a team terminology. mm mm-hmm. um, So I, I focus mostly on group workshops. mm mm-hmm. And another thing that we do is bringing leadership. Mm-hmm. To medicine. Now, this is not just leadership in terms of being a good manager. This is leadership in terms of being a leader. A leader mm-hmm. when you're talking with your patients, when you're doing medicine, a leader when you're leading a group, a team. Mm-hmm. Um, this is acknowledging the importance of the medical practitioner in our society.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So but this is this is uh, the fourth thing that we focus on. Interesting.
0: Um, yeah, it makes sense. So it's interesting because right now what we're talking about is training health professionals, basically often doctors, but it can be nurses. It could be a variety of health professionals. And so I'm I'm curious going back to the medical coach. In a way, they have to understand some of these skills because they're they're still interacting with the medical system in one way or another yes. right you're saying you're getting referrals from physicians all the time you know you have to be able to to respect and understand those dynamics
1: that, yeah so the, the idea is the medical coach needs to understand how the medical system works mm-hmm. they need to be understand they need to be able to understand um, the experience of hospitalization of being a patient
2: mm-hmm.
1: or a medical consumer. It really depends on the perspective of the client. Right, right. But they kind of need an understanding on how this system works because right. it's a unique system.
0: Right, yeah, and that's different than the experience of illness, which is more of a, of a humane thing. This is the experience of the system, and you need both. Yes Not much so and that's that's very key so I, I think we've done a, I, 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 feel, I feel like this has helped me understand medical coaching. Right, because it's different than the conversations I'm having, uh, and, and there, you're once again we're not judging, we're just distinguishing uh-huh. distinctions, right? Uh-huh. And they're useful distinctions. Not everybody wants to work with illness. Not everybody wants to work in the healthcare system. There's there's all sorts of, of ways of doing it. I imagine that that people take this, uh, this you know some of your their students. I mean, some of your professionals who have studied, and they, they go off and they kind of find their own unique niche with it.
1: Oh, yeah. And I love that. I love that. So I have um, I have um, um, ex-students of mine, people that have graduated, professional medical coaches that have decided either to work with a certain illness or to work with siblings or Mm -hmm. to work with um, adult children of Alzheimer's patients. Um, I have uh, medical coaches working, specializing with working with parents of sick children, whether it's cancer or diabetes. Nice. Right. Um, that, and and that, that's really, that's like, that really moves me. Right. I that's, love that. that's
0: wonderful. No, that makes total sense and and this is the opportunity so that's why this is that's why I wanted to have you on this because I mean the future of I would call it the future of health coaching but you, coaching in the field you know medical coaching has a certainly is an important opportunity and you're certainly teaching classes you know it's you're, you're accessible and, you know, you can do it online, even though I imagine that the live portion is, uh, is, is something that's got a lot of juice in it, too. Do you do other profe- teachers teaching or are you mostly the primary trainer for the
1: class? I'm the primary trainer and we have four more trainers in the process of being trained to train. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I need, I need to, to stop traveling less. Yeah. So that's part of my
0: self-care you've gotten to that point where you want yeah. to see less of the world but there's also a way in which you needed to do this in order to just get get us you know really clear that they've done it enough to bring people along right mm-hmm. so, so it seems like classes start the, the actual primary training program is is just a, is how long i mean what's the in the in the hour sense it's a so what is a hundred hour class, two hundred hour class? I don't remember
1: what it No, I think was. um well it's um it's fifteen times four and a half.
0: Okay. Fifteen times four times
1: half. four and a half. So the online course it's is fifteen lessons yeah. and, and that's a time frame and when we do it in house it's the same, it's just longer days. So it's from nine AM to half past five, it's a long intense day. Mm-hmm. But those are the hours.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. So, you know, those who are watching this, the links will be available so you can go learn about it. Um, you know, I'm curious, uh, you know, we're winding down our call. If if there's, if I were, you know, because a lot of people watching these particular videos are coaches, which is who your audience is. If I were going to like do, a, you know, if you were going to sort of give me a little bit of taste of what I might like, how do I start to look at at, at uh, my experience of illness? Like maybe we could just do a little bit of a mini, I'm putting you on the spot. Like, you know, I don't know this. It's like, what are you talking about? You want me to look at my, you want me to pay attention to pain or illness? Like what, what would you have me do?
1: So actually I, I, I don't start from there. I mm-hmm. start from saying, well, what do you want? Ah, okay. What do you want? Maybe, you know, it's all about what the client wants. And -hmm. then we bring it to there because the next question is, okay, so what's preventing you? Mm -hmm. If it's pain, then I'll say, so Ah. would you like to get curious about that? Mm -hmm. So we use curiosity as a coaching skill Mm -hmm. because if I say, you know, there's a lot of judgment um, towards people with chronically – with, with illnesses, you know, you're not trying hard enough. It's mm-hmm. not that you can't, you really don't want to, you know, you need to be more positive about this. You know, other people have it worse. Oh, enough. That, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So what I do is, you know, and I ask the client, okay, client, so what do you want? And they say, well, I don't want to talk about my illness.
2: Mm-hmm. Say, okay, right. fine. Right. What do mm-hmm. you want? Mm-hmm.
1: So the fact that I understand, that illness is an experience and not just a physical event.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Really uh, allows the client to start approaching their narrative. So I again, I begin with what do you want, right. and then um, if there's an issue of pain, mm-hmm. I will ask you, how would you like to be with your pain?
2: Mm-hmm. Ah, nice. Yeah.
1: And, and and that's and that's the approach. Yeah. Um, I never ever promise anything. But I do say, you know what, let's get curious and see what becomes possible. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that, no, actually, so, that, so that, that actually really helps. It just because it, it, it's still, because what I hear is that because it's medical coaching, more often, most of the time, the people who you're working with are coming in in a context where let's start with, what do you want, right? Mm-hmm. We're not worried about that. They're going to show up with their pain, their illness, their loss, it's there. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like it's a number, people are not calling up saying I'm a marathon runner and I wanna run more marathons, they're more likely to be, you know, I'm injured and I was a marathon runner, you know, something like that. So so you don't have to start there. You can start with that opening and then what's getting in the way and naturally that's gonna come up. Right. You know, the this, And sometimes
1: you know, and you and sometimes when I ask a client, let's say um I'm coaching someone that has, has recovered, okay, from cancer, breast cancer. And I say, what do you want? She says, I want to date. Mm. We, in, as we talk about who, how she wants to date and what kind of a woman she wants to put out there into the world, we will talk of the issues of, you know, having a dialogue with the breasts, whether they're still there or, you know, she had a, a, um, mm. a surgery. We will talk about the body. We'll talk about, well, everything will come up.
2: Mm. Right. Right.
0: Trust trust and then since it's context in this in in this idea of you know finding greater ease finding what i really want to see happen mm-hmm. it, it increases motivation i mean there's lots of pieces to it and so it really is a well it's lovely i'd like to learn more <laughs> i hope other people uh, like to learn more i think it's a really uh, I, clearly there the opportunities are big right i mean your program's been growing like wildfire, I imagine. For I mean, it's what it's five, six years old at this stage. I mean, one is the, the institute is yeah, it's growing, and people are doing this, and that's because we need we need coaches. It's
1: true. I agree. Mm. We've gone internationally. We've gone out of the of the borders of Israel in two thousand thirteen,
2: mm.
1: and ever since it's been growing, mm. amazing. Mm
0: well th- this has been a wonderful th- th- conversation Sherry. thank you for taking the Great time with you I, it's a I think you're doing really important work and uh, I, I love that you bring lots of joy and clarity to what you're doing and so uh, I'm grateful if you taking the time
1: well thank you for having me this is uh, I loved it thank you. you you just give me an opportunity uh, <laughs> and, and some time to talk about what I love to do I mean this is for me it's I've been blessed to be able to devote my life to my calling. So whenever I can talk about it, yay. I'm a happy I'm a happy bunny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks.
2: Thank you. <laughs>